Check, check. Mic check. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Yeah, welcome everybody to the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. It's coming at you. Thursday, August 12th, 11 a.m. Unadilla this weekend. Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships took two weeks off, and they are back at it for the final five races in a row. We got Unadilla, we got Bud's Creek, we got Ironman, we got Paula, and we got Hangtown coming up, man. So lots to talk about when it comes to the show tonight, and please uh, give us a call, 702-586-7857, if you want to talk about Unadilla or anything on your mind, Motocross the Nations, of course. Uh, breaking news uh, this past week, Shane McElrath signed up with a new team. Jeremy Martin signed up. Uh, ju- looks like Justin Barsha is going to miss the next couple of weeks with an injury. So there's lots to get into tonight. Today, I should say, on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show, we are giving away a Fly Racing podium stand and some FMF goggles as well. So please check out Fly Racing. Their 2022 line is out. They uh, revised the light line of gear last year. Well, this year they went into the Evo gear, among others, and totally uh, made some big changes. They have a new formula helmet out there as well for you people to look into, a different price point for that same Rion technology, and uh, that Zone Pro goggle, of course, uh, that made a podium in Supercross this year. They've, uh, they're really pushing that thing as well. So flyracing.com for, for more information on that. Go to your local dealer, go to Motorsport, whatever it is, and uh, help those guys out and check out the latest fly racing stuff fmf vision as well uh you know the goggle uh, that zach osborne was wearing joey savachi uh justin bogle uh kyle peters josh osby enzo lopes and more fmf vision a unique optics brand created in partnership with the brilliant minds who brought you 100 this is a full range of goggles to meet every rider's needs including film systems sand goggles over the glasses youth models and more upgrade your goggle arsenal with the power fmf vision to learn more Go uh, follow at FMF Vision on Instagram and uh, learn more about that. Rockstar Husqvarna, Star Racing, Chaparral Honda, riders of all levels, from grassroots amateurs to world champions, choose ProTaper. Please check it out, ProTaper.com. Go to your favorite dealer, your online retailer, and more. They uh, they created that unconventional concept way back in the day of the handlebarless handlebar, and now that appears on all modern production bikes. They've got the self-engaged launch assist system. They have the micro bar. Uh, they got a lot of stuff going on, chains, sprockets, bars, lots of things going on, and uh, ProTaper.com. For more information on that, get an Athena. Whether it's uh, the RPM dashboards that you see in Europe, whether it's two-stroke, four-stroke ECUs, the folks at Get and Athena have a lot of stuff going on, and they do great, great work over, over boards as well, big boards over there at Athena. So, uh, email yes using the contact form on pulpamex.com, and we can pass that on to the folks at Get and Athena and get you a deal from Get. Get get. Uh, a Ray, 
Well, not anymore. A-Ray's out for the summer with a couple of wrist surgeries. But A-Ray uses Maxxis tires. Rod Bell Maxxis tires. Jeremy Smith is back, I believe, on the Maxxis SGB Kawasaki team. So please check out Maxxis tires. They make tires for your dirt bike, MXSTs, developed by Jeremy McGrath. They also make mountain bike tires. And they make uh, light truck tires, trailer tires. Maxxis.com for more information. Uh, thank you to those guys for coming on board. Jason Thomas and Cade Clayson here on the show. 702-586-PULP. Give us a call. Maybe you can win a fly racing podium stand or a pair of the FMF uh, goggles as well. So uh, please give us a call and uh, tell us what's on your mind. Producing a show over there, holding things down, taking your calls, everything else. Uh, he is uh, back in this show. He is back in on Monday as well. The Tits Legendary. Tits, what's up? Feels good to be back, Steve. Yeah, you're happy? Yes, happy to be over I there am. manning the uh, phones? Oh, yeah. All right. Yep. Um, any thoughts on the upcoming races? Um, I was sad that we didn't have any of the last two weeks, so I'm excited to get it going again. Did you that, watch nice any long stretch? Did you watch any action from the ranch? Not a single second. Me neither this year. Yeah. I was not. I don't know what the deal I, was. I never have before, though, so oh, it's not okay. like this yeah. year was any different. All right. Well, let's get JT on the line if we can. And uh, 702-586-7857, people. Uh, the lines, we have uh, three lines open still, three lines of people waiting on hold. So uh, let's get into it. Unadilla, great track. Um, not a great way to get there. Not a... a um, not the, the best place in the world as far as ease to get there. I'm actually skipping it this weekend uh, myself. I just the plane tickets were insane. I was uh, I could have gone to well I was I was going to Finland right remember that I was going to Finland until they canceled that and my Finland ticket was a hundred and fifty dollars more than going to Unadilla. I just I just can't I can't do it. So uh, not going to Unadilla this weekend. But uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, I'll be watching it. And the tracks come a long way from the days of when I first started going there. When I was super stoked, uh, it was kind of dusty and rocky and crappy. And th- it's a lot better. They put a lot of work into the place, and uh, it's groomed a little bit better. And, and it's got the uh, sky shot and other things going on. So Unadilla, good track, uh, great track. We've seen some guys be really good at Unadilla and some guys not be really good at Unadilla. Uh, it's one of those tricky tracks. It's got off cambers on it. It's got, it's really ruddy. Uh, if you can flow, you can open up your turns. You can do pretty well there. If you're more of a, uh, grab a handful of throttle and go point to point, you're not going to do as well over there. So, uh, yeah, it takes a, a specific kind of guy to do really well at Unadilla. And we've seen that over the years. Um, fly racing, please check them out on the web and at your favorite motorsport.com, uh, place. And also, speaking of fly racing, let's get our first guest on the line to break down Unadilla. Jason Thomas, what's up, JT? Not too much. Just uh, sitting here thanking myself that I don't have to make the trek across the country to Unadilla tomorrow. Well, I'm not going either. As I told you, my flight to Finland was like $150 more. I just was insane to go to Rochester or Albany. I could not believe the plane flight prices. I, I was out. I bailed. I just can't do it. Yeah, I've done it. I've done the uh, – I have not done the Rochester one, but I've done the Albany version. And, yeah, that's uh, – it's it's just a lot coming from the West Coast. It is a long trek yeah. across the country. Then when you land, you think, okay, we're finally here. No, no. no. You still have a couple hours of driving uh, to get. And then what your hotel is typically an hour from yeah. the yes. to the track as well. It's it, not it's, fun. Yeah. Listen, we all love going to the races, but that one is one of the more difficult to get to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was going in on Thursdays for a while. For a few years, I went in on Thursdays. I was like, screw it. I'll just take take the Friday and hang out, you know? So um, did you like it? Did you like the track? Did you – never mind all the travel issues. Did you like the, the place? You know what? It wasn't that I didn't like it. I just didn't ride it very well. So I think – when you have tracks that really frustrate you as a rider and you can't really sort them out and they don't work with your riding style, 
that lends to you not liking it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that that's really fair. It was just, you know, you set yourself up for a bad day. Like I just knew it was going to be a tougher day than usual. And, yep. um, so that, I think that weighs on your opinion of it. I will say I didn't like the rocks. I didn't yeah. like getting beat up and, you know, literally the next day I would be black and blue, like my entire upper body. And basically there would be an outline of where the chest protector was not <laughs> that I would just be welted. Yeah. So I didn't like that very much, but everything else is fine. Like I, I can appreciate the, the heritage and the history and yep. all that stuff. I just, uh, yeah, there were just a few things that kind of took it down a notch for me. I, uh, I don't know if you heard what I was saying in the beginning, but they, they came a long way. My first time there was 96 Mm-hmm. And it was really bad with rocks and everything else, and it's still not great. But it is they. I don't know what year. Probably right around the time Ricky criticized it. Maybe that was a wake up call for the family that owns it, or I don't know. But I feel like they put a they put a lot of work into the track since I first started coming there, and it's better than it, it ever was. Yeah, they right around 2010, 2011, uh, They they started to kind of get it together and. Really, the first year where I noticed a significant difference was my last season, uh, oh, yeah. 2012, yep. the, the year that Burner broke his leg. Right. Uh, it was loamier. There was actual topsoil in it. It was pretty ruddy, which unfortunately is what got Burner. Uh, you know, he caught it in a rut there. But, you know, they should be commended for their efforts because they have taken pretty big strides, and they brought in dirt, and they really changed the overall surface and the feel and the way that track kind of mm-hmm. works now. So, yeah. uh, you know, we – I think far too often we're so quick to criticize because it's the easy thing to do. Uh, but when these tracks actually make constructive changes, I, yeah. I think we need to recognize that too. So yeah. that matters. No, they have. They've done a good job for sure. Uh, can we get a weather report for Unidil this week? And I got a, a DM or a tweet or something a couple of days ago said it's going to be a mutter. And I was going to get you and Weege to debate this. But where are we at? Yeah, I didn't see anything like that. I saw okay. uh, probably sunny, um, low 80s. Nothing, uh, oh, yeah, nice. nothing out of the usual. It's like a pretty decent southern New York day. Yeah, low 80s would be great, right? I yeah. mean, yeah, for sure. Um, two weeks off. Who does this benefit? Does it hurt anybody? You know, I think it's going to help Jeremy Martin a lot. Yep. And, and Al- actually, Alex Martin, too. Uh, I think both of those guys will benefit quite a bit. Um, you know, Jeremy had already won two races in a row, but I, I still don't think he was necessarily back to mm-hmm. 100% by any means. So I think the guys that were nagging with injuries are going to see the biggest benefit. They're, they actually got a chance to practice. Um, I would look for a guy like Austin Forkner to maybe take a step forward, just building off of the confidence that he had been gaining. Uh, maybe he will be back to full form by the time we show up there. Um, but I think for everybody, whether you were doing well or not, I think it was just a nice chance to take a deep breath and just rest for a minute. Uh, because we're about to enter, you know, a pretty nasty stretch of racing to, to finish this thing off. And if, if you don't take a chance and, and rest and recover going into this thing, you're probably going to suffer down the stretch. Um, yeah, five, so, these five weeks in a row are going to be brutal. It's tough. And, you know, in the, uh, you know, it's nothing new. You know, the MXGP guys are, they are also mentioning with their Motocross the Nations quandary uh, that they would have seven in a row if they ended up doing that. Um, but I mean, if you look at our supercross schedule, I mean, we do you yeah. know, 10 in a row, like nothing, <laughs> you know? So, uh, I don't think it's anything to worry about as far as like, can these guys stay healthy or get rested or whatever? But I do think if they were smart about it and they just took a few days off and got back to a hundred percent, I think they could see a pretty nice boost going into Unadilla and actually like feel good on race day, which is, it sounds crazy that, that most guys don't feel great on race day, but I think 
I think that's an underrated aspect for a lot of guys is making sure that everything is firing on Saturday morning. I think it hurts Sexton. You know, he finally broke through. One Washugo rode great, went 1-2 mm-hmm. on the day. Um, uh, oh, one three. No, he won one three on the day. One three, yeah. And uh, I think it hurts a guy like that. You know, a couple weeks off, and uh, you know, I just uh, you know, he'll still be have confidence. It'll help him and all that from the win. But if we had rolled right into Unadilla a week after winning Washugo, that's uh, yeah. that's a nice little boost. Yeah, I'm wondering. Uh, the, kind of the same thought process as that. I'm wondering how Marvin responds because he was kind of in that same boat where he finally got some momentum rolling, and then you go right into an off weekend, but. You know, Unidil is a really good track for him. So maybe he can keep keep that ball rolling. And then, of course, kind of, the you know, the same team there. Can Cooper Webb find anything? You know, it just has not happened this summer for Cooper Webb. And I don't think he's thrown in the towel by any means, but he just hasn't been able to, to have the speed of those guys. Like, it just hasn't come to him. Uh, and, and I don't know that this weekend it will either. This doesn't seem like a very Cooper Webb-esque track to me. Um but you never know. I mean, the starts are there. So if you keep putting yourself in a good position to succeed, maybe one of these times it clicks. Yeah, I think I think Marv I think Marv will do well. Unadilla, you know the Washugo well, is great form, and and Unadilla is a good track. But I don't, mm-hmm. I still don't know if we're going to see challenge for the win type of Marv. But I think he'll really? be. Really? Yeah. I mean, he was there at Washugo though. I know, I know, but yeah. I, I don't know. I just it's hard to say it. Um, but we'll I see. Think, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't He's, know either. Um, we obviously have more evidence to the contrary of that than we do to think he will. But, you know, it is a good track. We saw him have a really good ride at Washougal, and he's also really battling for, not necessarily battling for a contract, but he's battling to be paid the type of money that he feels like he deserves, right? So that's a, mm-hmm. a pretty big motivating factor. So I look forward to being in the top five again. I really do. Yeah, top win, five. I could see top five, yeah podium in a moto, something yeah. like that. Um, I, I think maybe he was on his way to a breakthrough there at Washougal. 702-586-POLP. Give us a call if you got a question for myself or JT about uh, about Unadilla. Designations, MXGP. Uh, if you've got a street bike racing question, JT can uh, also probably handle that. Uh, Gage is on one. Gage, what's up, man? You got a question about Ken Roxon? Yeah, you know, just uh, <clears throat> with a long break like we've had, um, Roxon, you know, he's typically come back pretty strong after a long break, and I know he was battling some sickness at Washougal and wanted to get y'all's insight. I know JT touched on it just briefly a second ago, but y'all think he'll come out firing, or do you think Ferrandis is going to keep the pedal down and knock, knock, uh, get one one at Unadilla? What do you think, uh, JT? Well, as far as Kenny goes, anybody that's trying to predict what you're going to see week to week from Kenny is fooling themselves. I just don't I don't think there's any rhyme or reason to it. You know, Washugal isn't that physically demanding and I mean it was hot, but it wasn't No, he was just, sick though. He was sick. Yeah, I know, but it it just seems like there's always something going on good or bad. And and that's I guess the point. We didn't know he was sick really until after. I just never know. Like he can come out and win the moto and I just shrug my shoulders or he can get eighth and I also shrug my shoulders. You know, that's just where I'm at with Kenny. Uh, anymore because I don't I don't know how to predict what he's going to do. There's right. just so much variance. He can look awesome or he can look terrible, and there there's just no real you know predicting that afterwards. Sure, hindsight's great, but predicting it, good luck with that. Yeah, Gage, uh, he is good at Unadilla though. You know, it's one of his. I mean, yeah, they're all yeah. good tracks for Kenny. I guess at this point, he's won everywhere, right? Right, but yeah. it is a good track for him. Um, I feel like, but yeah, yeah. I'm kind of with JT like. Uh, look, Kenny went one one. Okay, look, Kenny went six five. Okay, 
Like, yep. <laughs> I think, right. I think yeah, I'm the same. Kind of a, same, kind of a Tomac scenario almost. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Tomac is a little bit better at this point. Um, you know, we'll see. But, uh, I mean, if Kenny cares, he's got second place JT on the in the points on the line here, if he cares. I, I, I think it matters. Yeah. You know, I mean, one, like, what if, what if you know, disaster struck Ferrandis? Like, stranger things have happened. You know, you yeah. do something stupid, you sprain your ankle, you break your collarbone. Like, it doesn't have to be yeah. – some massive just a tip over like dumb stuff happens and then you're back in the points lead so i think you have to keep that mindset and understand that every point counts all the way down until the end because i mean remember we have what five races left that's a lot of racing i mean we're barely past halfway in this thing so if he's counting himself out at this point i think that would be way premature gage you were the first caller on the fly race in moto 60 show today so i'm going to give you a choice between the fmf goggles or a fly racing podium stand no, man, I'm going to go with the uh, with the stand. Okay, fantastic. Fly Racing Podium Stand. We'll put you on hold, all right? We'll get your information. Stay on hold. Cool. Thanks. Hey, I got one more oh. question. Have you got a second? Yeah, go ahead. And I know since Loretta's just followed up, and now that Kitchen is officially not an amateur, where 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 is he at? Where is he finishing up this weekend? Uh, stay, on, stay on listening to the show. I'm going to ask JT that in a little bit, all right? That's on my list of questions. All right, all right stay on hold, and we'll get the Will answer do. for you, too. I definitely, JT, watched a lot of Loretta, so I want to uh, talk to him a little bit about that. Jacob, what's going on? What's your question, man? Hey, what's going on, Steve? It's your uh, new favorite slow-moto HVAC guy. Oh, what's up? Yeah, I'm not hanging from a roof today. I'm just oh, that's in a hundred thousand degree heat index. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> um, so I actually had a question. Um, I'm a trail rider that just came into moto, um, and I'm learning about these steering stabilizers, right? Yep. So there's like you know hundred dollar ones, there's thousand dollar ones. Is there a massive difference? I mean, are they worth it? I mean, I'm you know I'm going out for amateur races. I'm not a pro. And I'm just, I don't know who else to ask besides Kiefer or you guys. Uh, Kiefer don't know nothing about nothing. But, uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, um, listen, if you're doing moto, you can use uh, the ride engineering guys. Uh, take that Showa one, and uh, they have little kits that you could put it on. Um, and, you know, that's about all you need for moto. You don't need one of those big, massive ones like the Scott stabilizers yeah, and all that. That's for, exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, you don't, you don't need mean, that. It's not like I'm going to, you know, something with massive braking. No. I'm riding an amateur car. Yeah, those, uh, go to ride-engineering.com, use the code PULPFAN20, check out their steering stabilizer kit that you can adapt to any bike, and uh, that, that'll that be all you need. JT, did you ever – you had one stock on your Honda, but did you ever play with them, JT, on other bikes or anything? Yeah, we did test them uh, for a bit, and I used them off and on uh, at times, depending on the track. I tried it with Supercross and used that. Um, I never found something that was just like a breakthrough type deal, but I, I did use it at times for sure. You also had the uh, the flagpole on the back of the swing arm. That thing, that thing legitimately worked. <laughs> I know people are going to, you know, some physicist is going to tell me it's, you know, crap or whatever, but I'm telling you, it worked for a guy like me who drugged the rear brake a lot, yeah. and I wanted the rear to stay down at all costs. Yeah. I wanted the rear to stay down. That's what that thing did well. Right. And I actually, I actually liked it. There you go, Jacob. Thanks for calling. Man. I don't know that it's called a flagpole. I don't think people are going to understand what a flagpole. Yeah, means. we called it a flag holder, like a glamis, but it was a weighted, yeah. a weighted um, a stabilizer on the back of the swing arm that goes, uh, you know, at the very back where it bolts onto the swing arm. And there was uh, basically a little weight in there, and it was like a gyro effect of it would go the yeah. opposite direction of your wheel, which which way your wheel was moving. 
Yep. And I don't, uh, I don't think it would work for everybody, but for me, that specific thing, because yeah. I think because I was shorter too, like yeah. if the rear came up, that was real bad for me. We, so uh, to keep the rear down, it was pretty awesome. We ran one with Nick Way that year. Uh, he, he was he didn't like the weight of it. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Right. It was heavy. And Kyle, Kyle Lewis loved it. Like he did. Kyle Lewis was one of the first to run it. Yep, for sure. Uh, Nick's on two. Nick, you have a race tech ramp? Yes, Steve. I got one for you. All right. Let's have it. So it, it's in regard to Team USA. Yep. Now, I come from a hockey background. I've been playing ice hockey my whole life. What is the deal with the Coster? He should have been gone after Red Bud. If this was any other stick and ball sport, <laughs> yeah. There. But how much does a manager in our? You know, I like hockey too, right? I follow it a ton. How much does the manager really have to do with the results? I'm with you, Nick. Like he should have been changed out. He was the reason USA went back in 1981. You know, he was the driving force of the team, and he's done so many great things for Team USA. But I'm with you. It's been long time for a change. Um, so I would ask. I would ask Nick this: okay. Why? Why was Redbud the determining factor as far as why we're why he should be out? <laughs> I, I'm not saying that it was his fault. I'm, I just go off of you know the the sport that I follow. You know, any coach or manager, if there's after a catastrophic like failure, they're just they get replaced. It's it's just yeah. how it is. Well, and those guys are getting paid to deliver results, right? They, like all these guys that are doing this stuff are all volunteer, you know. So it's. I don't disagree with you that it's probably time for a change, but at the same time, it gets really dicey blaming people that are volunteering their time. Yeah, it, it, yeah. But are I you? But are you that. with me and Nick JT where Team USA should have had a manager slash selection overhaul lately? No, I'm. Yeah, I, I'm there. I'm okay. There yeah, you. you're there. I think it's time okay. for a change. I am. Right. Um, I just I think it should be done with tact. Yeah. And basically, say it's. It's been done long enough. Like let's let's go a different direction, right? I, yeah. Because I I just I struggle with that because like we pick the riders we want, you know, with, that we have. Roger's not he's not determining that Cowie doesn't want to go and some of these stuff. Right. A lot of times he's doing the best with what he has, and then the riders are they have to perform, and sometimes they don't. The one thing I would add to Nick's point that I would side with him on is we have had some glaring mistakes over the years. You know, if you ever want to. If you want to get Dan Truman fired up, ask him about the starting gates at Redbud, uh, that motocross nation. Um, so some of that stuff, I think, could be better. If there could be more strategic moves made uh, and, and mid-weekend. Listen, yeah, and one of the reasons the Cowie's not going is because of Roger. Yeah. They don't like think, you know they don't like some of the things that's happened with KTM and Husqvarna uh, teaming up, and yeah. they just, they're over it. They don't want to go. I, so. don't, I don't like the fact that we've lost the team aspect of that event, like where all the riders are with their OEMs and there's yeah. no interaction. Like Roger's not going over and talking to the Yamaha guys. Like I think that stuff helps. Like yeah. you should be putting your minds together to make the best coordinated effort. And if if the four fifty rider has this great idea and that never gets translated to the two fifty rider, that's a huge fail. Yeah. Like that 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 brings the whole team down and i think that's happening a lot right now because of everybody's on kind of on their island yeah we get scored together i mean look and uh uh i don't think it's the reasoning between winning and losing but um you know france has a little mini camp before the race and all three riders get together and they go riding and yeah i mean i don't think that's the difference between winning and losing for team usa but it's all stuff that helps for sure And, and you know roger used to put a 125 put a big bike guy on a 125 he did it many times why don't that has never even been 
in the mix at all for 20 years that I know of. You know, why not? What are we doing? Why aren't we looking at that? Why don't we drop a 450 guy onto a 250, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of logistics behind that, but it seems to me it would be pretty easy to say to um, uh, whoever, Cooper Webb, hey, jump on a 250F. You know yeah, I mean? you need the riders willing first, right? Yeah, for sure. No, there's some of that. But, no, listen, man, I don't think it's a simple uh, – I'm with JT, Nick. I don't you – do, Roger deserves respect, and he needs to, he needs to be, uh, you know, kind of let go classy and pushed away a little bit with, uh, you know, accolades yeah. and not like, hey, you suck, you're fired because Team USA, you know, hasn't got it done. But we're both with you as far as needing a change. Yeah. So. Yeah, I would just love to see, you know, pit in the same rig or maybe shit. Give Will Hahn a chance or, or Mitch Payton somebody. I'd just like to see a change. Yeah. I, 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 you're not the only one. There's some high-profile people in the pits that are thinking the exact same way as you. You know? So, but I, I, I don't mean, know, man. Is, yeah. It is a matter of time, right? Unfortunately, this is this is a win-not-if situation. Yeah. Um, so, it's going to happen eventually. Yeah. You know, I just wonder when that, when that time comes. Yep. Thanks, Nick. Thanks for the call, man. Hey, one more, Steve. One yeah. more. Sure. Do you think do you think um, Cody Shock is like the next Weston Pike with the, with his uh, come up here? Well, I don't think he's going to be the next Weston Pike because a lot of people seem to think he's going to get a two fifty factory rod, like a an o, a oh. factory OEM team will hire him. Uh, JT, you're kind of in that boat. I am a little bit. Um, yeah. I, I hope he gets a shot. I yep. do. Um, man, the tough part. I think if he comes out and performs. I don't think he's going to get it for 2022. Um, a lot of those seats are already gone, just from what I'm hearing. Yeah. But I think if he comes out and performs again, whether it's a fill-in, which gets his foot in the door, or someone just gives him a full-blown shot, um, mm-hmm. if he performs again next Supercross season, it, it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Nick, the only reason I say he's not going to be Weston Pike is I don't think he's going to stay a privateer that way. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but certainly his rise has been Preston or Weston Pike-ish. Uh, you know what I mean? Coming, kind of coming out of Delaware, and not really, not many people know who what his deal was. So, yeah. Um, thanks for the call, go, man. Go USA. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, JT on on Team USA News. Justin Marsha uh, had a practice crash and looks like he's going to miss a few ra- few rounds here. I don't think that'll affect his Team USA nod that we all think is pretty much going to happen. But uh, yeah, he's going to be out for a few weeks. Yeah, I think you know. I'm sure there's a phone call that's going to be made, assuming he's. He is one of the riders picked, and that's all going to be announced, basically saying, hey, are you? Are we assuming that you're going to be fine? You're going to race the last couple of races. Otherwise, we yeah. have to take a hard look at this. Yep. Um, typically with a concussion, you know, he's going to have to go through concussion protocol and take some time. But, yeah, I mean, we're talking yep. about a race that's, what, six, seven weeks away. Yep. Um, so assuming it's nothing serious, then, yeah, I, I think you keep going with it because – he is an established veteran. He's always rode well at this race. And, you know, going into, you know, the last few rounds before this crash, he had been riding really, really well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But I, I fully expect him to be on the team uh, going forward. Yeah. Did you, yeah, see, I, I, uh, did you see Lewis Phillips uh, got some comments from Jeremy Sewer about the race? And he was basically like, yeah, who cares? We're, we're, we gotta, yeah, I we, think that's, yeah. Been, that's been the consensus from – several riders yep. uh you know the his interview with jorge prado was very non-committal um to me it was the most i'm not going while also saying we'll see yeah, yeah. type answer i've ever heard um you know i, I think tyroli ends up going simply because it's in italy yeah I, I just don't think 
maybe being his last year that he can say no with, with a home motocross nations. I don't think he can do that. Did you just break news that it's his last year? No, I, I don't okay. know that for sure, but right. I haven't heard that he re-signed the contract either. Right. So we'll, we'll see where that goes. I, mm-hmm. I, I officially do not know. No, I, w- I would tell you if I, if I knew, but I do not know. Um, I don't have any affiliation to that team or rider or anything, so I would tell you. Um, but, you know, I think the, the questions still remain for guys like Hurlings. I don't expect Geiser to go because, yeah. you know, the Slovenian team doesn't really have a real chance anyway. Um, I, I could see Hurlings getting pressured into it because they could they could win. Yeah. You know, they have a, yeah, a they great, got, great got a team. team. And yeah. I think if, if he lets them down, I think he would take some serious heat for not attending. Uh, but there's going to be a lot of push-pull there. You know, I, I don't think the riders going to want to do it, but I think they're going to get a lot of external pressure from their domestic, you know, country federations and then just the, the public in general. They're not going to want to let those people down. But then they're going to have, they have to look at the other side of it is that are the, do the teams want to do it? I'm going to say a lot of them don't. Yeah. Um, and then if, you're, if your boss is basically saying, hey, you don't have to do this, that's a, that's a pretty strong motivation to, to take that weekend off too. So yeah. I, I would not want to be one of these superstars that has to make that decision. No, for sure. Fly Racing 2022 gear is uh, online, available to order, uh, should be in stock soon. The uh, the Evo stuff got a big uh, improvement this year. There's a new Formula helmet as well with a different price point. Still the Rion technology, though, of course. Uh, please check that out at motorsport.com or your favorite dealer. Pro Taper, FMF Vision, Get, and Athena, Maxxis Tires all on board with us. All right, JT, before we let you go, we're going to get Kate on here. Um, Levi Kitchen, uh, we had the caller earlier. Now he's now a full-fledged pro. He was uh, the Horizon Award winner at uh, Loretta's. Uh, where do you think he's going to be? Well, just going off of his, you know, Red Bud race, I think right around the top 10, um, you know, a couple spots on each direction. You know, if he gets seventh or eighth, that's fair. If he gets 12th, I think that's okay too. Um, but I have him in that 7 to 12, 7 to 13 range, just depending on starts and, you know, does he crash and stupid stuff like that. Uh, but, you know, I, I, he's pretty solid. Um, the weather shouldn't be overwhelming. But just, you know, his comments after the first race was he couldn't believe, you know, how long the race was. Yeah. Um, yeah, welcome to welcome to pro racing. You know, it's it's a really long race, and there are no breaks. You know, if you if you want to take a couple laps off there because the pace is high, you're going to get passed, especially in the 250 class. So um, I, I think he's on his way to being a really successful pro. Uh, but, yeah, it's, I don't think he's going to break out and be, like, third or anything like that. I, I just yeah. think the class is a little bit too deep right now. Uh, Preston Kilroy, maybe the surprise of Loretta's a little bit. He's going to be with the Bar X guys with Dylan Schwartz, who's been very impressive this summer. Uh, what do you think about Kilroy? So Kilroy will be on the 450, uh, which I think is probably a smart move. He, he was riding it really well in the Open Pro Sport class, and we know that the Suzuki 250 struggles just to be on the pace of those factory 250s. Um, but, yeah, I expect him to be somewhere, you know, 15 to 22, um, kind of yeah. that same – same storyline as kitchen like he has an upside he, he's fit he's raced nationals before he did fairly well at the, the in the 250f races he did last fall i guess it wasn't even last summer so i think he'll be fine it's just a really tough class you, you look at the guys that are getting 10th you know like marvin's been battling for 10th in half of these races so to think he's going to be much better than you know 12 to 14 i think would be really difficult because to do that you have to beat guys like Freddie Noren, who are established pros in this class, and, and they're they're no joke. You know, they may not be the factory superstar name, but those guys are legit. 
and to ask a rookie to go in and beat a guy like that is, is hard. Uh, I think Freddie's hurt right now, but we get it, generally speaking. Yeah, that, that, that guy, <laughs> yes, right? Yes, Cody yes, Shock, yeah, right. the Norin, you know, um, Phil, if he was healthy. Those guys are are much better than I think the average person believes or knows. Okay, a couple of silly season news. Uh, J-Mart re-signed with Star. I don't know if it's a multi-year deal, but for sure for next year. Not a surprise. Um, you know, he kind of left us hanging on the Pulp Show saying that he has re-signed, but he doesn't want to say anything. <laughs> yeah, but, that was weird. That was weird, yeah. but but um, anyways, not a surprise. No, and I think it's the right move for everybody. Yeah. You know, it's, you have a guy that can win. You ha- and then on J-Mart's J- side, you know the team, you know the bike, and you know that you can win on that equipment. So I don't know how the dollars and cents went of the whole thing, but just very vanilla on top surface, it makes sense on every front. Uh, and Shane McElrath signing up with the uh, Rocky Mountain KTM team. Um, what you make of that move? Yeah, I think it, it fit the bill on a few levels. You know, uh, Shane has a history with KTM, and I think other than the whole back injury weirdness there, um, I think that KTM likes Shane. So that makes sense there being, you know, they have to sign off on giving him factory equipment and stuff like that. And then I think if you're the Rocky Mountain KTM team, you look at Shane as a guy who is coming off of a really bad year. He basically raced, what, twice? and But he's capable, right? You see him race that heat race, and the speed was evident. You know, if you can get him healthy – um, there's a ton of upside. And that's always been, I think, Forrest's approach to these teams is find guys who are beaten down a little bit who are kind of looking for their last opportunity, almost a la Mitch Payton's old philosophy. You know, find these guys that have a ton of talent and dig them out of a bad situation and let's get them onto factory equipment and let them run. Like, get them back going and they can really bring you great results. So, I think Shane, if he can stay healthy, I think he could surprise a lot of people because that bike is really good. I mean, it's it's essentially the same equipment that Cooper Webb won the Supercross Championship on. Uh, he just got to get back to where he was. And, and, you know, in his interview, he said he hadn't ridden since March. So there's a lot of work to be done before we go racing in January. Um, can you confirm they're going to be on KTM, though, next year? Can you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they signed okay. the KTM All right. deal. So, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. And then I'm hearing Max Anstey for that second spot. Uh, I don't know if that's fact or not. We have not been informed of that okay. um, as a sponsor yet. I think, and, and I know that that negotiation with a couple of riders is ongoing. Right. Um, so Max is definitely not signed as far as I've been told. All right. Interesting stuff for sure. Uh, all right, man. So give us your winners this weekend uh, for Unadilla, both classes, please. I think Dylan wins. I think this track works for yeah. him, what he does well. Um, it would be really hard to pick against Dylan. And then uh, the 250 class, I'm going to go with Justin Cooper. Just, you know, it, it, this was the side of his first ever national. He came out swinging there. He's, a, he's you know, from New York originally. And as of late, he's been riding better. You know, you look at outside of that crash, which was really strange uh, at Washougal, mm-hmm. he, he's been riding much better as of late. Uh, so, yeah, I'll, I'll, take, uh, I'll take those two. Having said that, if Jeremy Martin went out and won, that would not surprise me either. I, I wouldn't um, be so, – look, I, he's not going to win the final five rounds. Jmart, but I bet you he yep. gets three of them. <laughs> Certainly possible. Okay. Yeah. yeah, being that far out of you know the championship, you know I think Justin Cooper is going to give him a little bit of leeway. Yeah, and he's not going to get crazy if if you know Jeremy's out front or anything like that. Um, I think Justin's smart enough to understand that his threat right now is is Jet Lawrence, and you need to make sure that you're in front of the number eighteen at all times. Um, so, yeah, I, I think J-Mart is on his way to establishing himself to where he was yeah. at the beginning of the series. Unfortunately, he's 50-plus points down. 
So, you know, good luck making that up on someone as consistent as Justin Cooper is. For sure. 702-586-7857. Give us a call. We're still giving away a set of FMF uh, goggles. Same ones worn by Zach Osborne. And speaking of the Rocky Mountain team, uh, uh, Savachi and Bogle as well. All right, JT, thanks for the uh, uh, the call. And uh, we'll talk soon, I'm sure, uh, maybe right after this show for the Pulp Mex Fantasy Podcast. So thanks. All right, right Thanks. All right, uh, Fly Racing again. Please check those guys out. The 2022 stuff is out. And, of course, get Athena Pro Taper, FMF Vision, Maxis Tires all on board with us. Um, next up to our next guest here, this man is actually going to be racing Unadilla uh, this coming weekend. Uh, friend of the show, privateer hero, PRMX Kawasaki's Kate Clayson. What's up, Kate? How are you, man? Oh, I'm good, Mr. Steve. How are you? We're good. Thanks for uh, coming on. I appreciate it. What... Are you racing tonight then? What's going on? I saw, I, I reposted something on Instagram that somebody sent me. Looks like a big money race somewhere in New York tonight. Yeah, it's like 20 minutes from Unadilla. I'm sitting in a parking lot right now, about an hour away, watching it rain. Oh, okay. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, I didn't bother. I left, I left a whole day early so I could come because I found out about it about five hours before I left. <laughs> okay. And, uh,. Yeah, yeah looks like a good race. Bother to check the weather. Uh, it looks like a good race, though. Some good money up for grabs. It's uh, oh. in, in, it's uh, the, the 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 race is uh, in to help out a family of a rider who passed away, which is kind of a cool cause and all that. So yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Uh, right. I'm gonna head up there and hopefully it doesn't get canceled. How much have you been riding? Uh, I've been riding a lot. Have you? Um, yep. The team the team did a deal with South of the Border. Okay. And so I've been down there doing some training. I rode with a lot of the kids before Loretta's. Yep. And during Loretta's, I was there with just one other guy, but now they've been back. So I've actually been riding quite a bit. Is South of the Border track a lot like the club track, or are they different? I, I think they're the same because the same area-ish, but what's the two, the two outdoor tracks look like? Honestly, they're quite different. Oh, they are? Okay. Um, the outdoor track is it's more of like a flat area where club has a little bit of a hill to it, mm -hmm. and uh, it's a lot more clay-based, but South of the Border has a lot of tracks. They actually have a Loretta replica track that they rode a lot before Loretta's. Mm -hmm. So, and they had a ton of kids there and it was getting so rough. It was actually really, really good practice, even for myself. So, um, yeah, we had a lot of fun when I was there. You, and, uh, is there something about Unadilla? Cause you went there last year, uh, kind of out of nowhere. You don't do the nationals, uh, as much. Uh, you went there last year out of nowhere and you're going back this year. Is there something about Unadilla for you or is it just work well, out? Does the schedule just work out? Well, we didn't race Unadilla last year. Okay, the year so before. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, well, the year before, that was the first race I was eligible to race in the U.S. again. Oh, was it? Okay, it was literally the first race that your suspension yeah. was done. Okay. Um, and then it just lined up with the Canadian schedule because that okay. was when I was riding for Sky. Right. So, and I, I like Unadilla. That was my first pro national. Um, you know, I got a hard charger award there a couple of years ago. I like the track. I think it's really cool and old school. I just, I think it's really fun to ride, and I've always done somewhat well there. So, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm out east. I'm going to do these three nationals. It was kind of in between doing these nationals or doing this national and going to do the Supercrosses in Canada. Okay. Um, but it's so hard to get across the border and stuff. I just didn't want to deal with it. Right, right. Um, interesting. Now, JT was on earlier talking about racing Unadilla and said he just could never – ride there that well uh i was talking about you know marvin ferrandis and, and these europeans do really well there um it's a track where you can't point and shoot you sort of got to flow you got to open up your turns you got to you know keep your momentum up it is a different track to ride do, do you find all that and riding it is, is good for you or do you struggle sometimes with the way it is the layout 
I definitely struggled there the last time I rode, but in the past years I had done, like I said, really well. I think it's it's usually super ruddy. Yep. So you almost have to be really cautious on the sight lap and find lines that work well for you. Mm-hmm. And then once you figure them out, you know, ride those consistently the whole race. Sure. I think you see that a lot at this race. Like guys find a line that works and then they just stick to it and just figure out how to make that line work best for them rather than switching up because you can easily venture over one rut and end up in something that you don't want to be in and <laughs> yeah. either nearly crash or lose a second. Yeah, God, God, it's got to be gnarly sometimes, Cade, like late in a moto and you're pinning it and you're tired and you're just picking a rut and hoping that your feet don't get grabbed and torn off? I don't really have that issue with my feet getting torn off. Okay. You know, I, I don't know if it's because I'm just taller or whatever it is. I mean, I've never really had that issue And I ride with my feet on the pegs a lot. You know, I don't, you know, I'm almost like that new school style of riding where, like, I leave my feet on unless it's absolutely necessary to take it off. So I've never truly had that issue. Um, But it is kind of scary sometimes. You It can get really confusing on which rut you mean to land in or which one you mean (laughs) to go in. I'm excited to see how the track prep is this year with how they've been doing these last few rounds. Um, to see if it's as ruddy as it normally is. Yeah, yeah, we'll see, right? Uh, it might just be that way if, if it's raining there now where you are, and you know what I mean? It might just end up being like normal because of rain and everything else and the soil type, right? Yeah, you never know. And they haven't raced on it in quite a while, you know? It's, right. it's been sitting. 702-586-7857. We're still giving away a pair of FMF Vision goggles. Uh, Kay Clayson's on the uh, on the show right now, Fly Race and Moto 60. Hey, so we got five races left. Uh, Jay Mart's out of this championship. What are the chances that he wins three or more of these five? Do you think? Um, I'd say it's pretty high. Uh, I, I agree. Yeah, a few of these tracks, uh, Jet hasn't been to, and Jet has notoriously, I feel like, struggled at tracks he hasn't raced yet. Mm-hmm. So. I think there's a high chance that he wins a lot because I don't think Justin will push the issue as much, uh, especially after his late moto crash in Washougal. I think it'll just make him want to be a little bit more cautious and just focus on beating Jet rather than having to beat everybody. And absolutely zero chance that J-Mart's pulling over for Justin Cooper anyways. No way. Not a chance. <laughs> no way, right? I don't think there's any love loss. In yeah, that, I don't think so. Zero. I'm looking forward to seeing if Jed and Hunter um, you know, can get st- better starts and get up there, man, because right now that's killing them. Yeah, it is. I'd, I'd love to see those guys. I think they're both so good for the sport, you know, their yep. personalities, I mean, and I'd love to see them, you know, finish up there together on the podium, kind of like uh, Alex and Jeremy used to. I think that was such a cool thing. Yeah, it is really, really good, and they're they're good, good kids. Both of them are awesome, you know, as far as personality and everything else. So, mm-hmm. um, looks like Barsha's going to miss a few weeks. So that's one more spot for you, Cade. So, what you trying to say? You don't think I could beat Barsha? I don't think you can beat Barsha. Not at Unadilla, anyways. Okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, Levi Kitchen, Horizon Award winner. Uh, he did. He raced Red Bud, of course. Uh, he was the the big the big wiener over at the ranch all week. What do you What are you looking for him for Levi Kitchen? You know, he was really impressive at the ranch. Uh, besides the fact that he crashed, like, every single moto. And the one moto, he crashed, like, three times and still won by 10 seconds or something. Uh, so he's got plenty of raw speed. I just i am literally concerned that he's going to fall down a lot. I think if he can stay off the ground, I think he can easily be top 10, if not top 5. 
yeah, I think uh, I think top ten form would be a goal, right? And, and work forward from mm-hmm. there. Uh, yeah, for sure. Did you watch much of the Loretta's coverage? I I only watched like the pro sport motos. Okay. Um, All right. I was going to ask you what else caught really what else caught your eye. I know. What else caught your eye? What's that? What else caught your eye in those pro sport motos? Uh, Kilroy, man. Yeah. That kid was a real deal. And uh, Highness, obviously, they uh, those three were obviously by far the best yep. of everybody there. Um. But yeah, other than that, I kind of liked the new track layout down there at Loretta's. I thought it was rather impressive um, that they opened it up a little bit and gave the kids more of a racy track rather than such a slot car track. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was uh, it was really good racing. You know, I'm not that into watching it anymore. I don't I don't know that many of the kids. Right. Um, I think everyone saw my tweet about one of the kids that I was training with. But uh, other than that. Yeah, you, I, you uh, caused quite a stir with that. I, I side with you on that, though. I don't really know. You know, Weege was just like, hey, man, it's up to self-policing, and if you break the rules, then somebody will catch you along the way. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I, I don't know. I agree with the rule. I just don't agree yeah. with how it was handled. But, you know, we don't need to get into it. It is what it is. Yeah, uh, don't, yeah don't piss but, everybody off, dude. Oh, yeah. I was I was telling him. I was like, I can't wait to get to the race this weekend and get yelled at for it because I know it's coming. Nah, you'll uh, be all right. Um, but, hey, a couple of silly season stuff to talk about. Uh, J-Mart re-signed with Star. Uh, not surprising there. Uh, that's that's a good fit for him and the team. It is. I was sad. I, I was personally – I don't know why. It's always been a dream of, like, mine to ride for Mitch. Um. So it's like I really thought it would be cool if he went to Mitch and like they just connected and he turned Mitch's, you know, crap show of the last couple of years around. I thought that would be really cool. Um, but, yeah, it's cool for him to get back to star and hopefully he can, you know, win a Supercross title like he really, really wants and deserves. Well, I think he's going to be the favorite, right? Like like, yeah, like mean, going like next year, like when year. we're doing our preview shows, like I think we're, we're calling it – we're calling uh, Jamar for champions, right? Yeah, I mean, you'd think so. It's just he, I don't know what a, Go ahead. has like this cloud over his head. I know, right? It's uh, it's 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 ridiculous. Um, he's got to get it done one of these years. I think he will. Um, hey, so uh, also Shane McElrath signs with uh, the Rocky Mountain KTM team. I think that came out of nowhere a little bit. Where where are you at with that signing? I was stoked for him. I think yeah. that's a really good team. And I laughed so hard at the photo. It was hilarious. But, um, they, they, yeah, they, I was stoked for him. Shane's a good friend of mine, and I think that is a really good professional team to be on. You knew, you know that those guys from uh, the Moto Concepts teams were kind of going to go all to go in different directions. So you expected some of them to get signed somewhere. I just didn't know where. And I'm happy to see Shane found a home because he's a good dude with a lot of raw speed. Now, do, does he have his back under – control though do we know that his back whatever it is 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 going to be healthy honestly i feel like backs are super finicky i think that's why zach is taking so much time off to work on his back i think now that's why shane just now started riding so i mean you hope so I don't. I have no idea, really. I've yeah, I was. Just, I was issue. trying to. I was trying to see if you had a, uh, an inside knowledge of he got a small surgery or he, you know they figured it out or whatever. But you don't know. Oh yeah, I have no idea. Right. Okay. Um, and then uh, yeah, that'll be the Photoshop was ridiculous. By the way, I don't know. Who, I don't know who did that. I don't know if it was Forrest Butler. I don't know if it was Mark, the English guy. I don't know if it was Michael Byrne, but that was ridiculous. It was just funny because like he lives like 
15 minutes from the shop. Like, they couldn't have printed off 12s, and he couldn't have just drove over there and done photos up at the KTM SX track. Right? Something. From there, something. But. You're going to take, take Savachi's body and put Joey's head on it. Shane's head. Shane's head, sorry. You're going to think, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know, man. Um, hey, so another couple things. Uh, yeah, I think McElrath will be a, a good signing there. I'm hearing Max Anstey also. I don't know if you heard that for the other spot. JT didn't know, but. Wow. No, I didn't know that, but that's, okay. that's cool. Good friend. All right. And then uh, I'm also, uh, I think, uh, have you heard Zacho maybe uh, hanging it up? Is that something that you've heard? That's the word. No, uh, I have not heard that. I mean, I've heard that he's going to try and get back to riding in the next little while, oh. but I definitely didn't hear that. Okay. All right. Well, it looks like I'm one up on you here a little Apparently, bit. Apparently, man, I'm just, you know, off the radar over here. I got to get back to the races. You really, yeah, you got to get back into the, into, the, into the grind. Do you know what you're doing for next year yet? Do you know? Um, I have, yeah, I, I know what I'm doing next year, yes. But you can't talk about it? Not entirely, no. Okay, fair enough, uh, fair enough. Uh, do we know, do we know, uh, Alex Ray, do we know if he's able to wipe his own butt yet from his wrist injuries? Have we Dude, checked I in? don't know, but I feel bad for him. His hands are so swollen. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, I feel bad for him. I mean, I know it's, he needed it. A lot of people didn't know about it. Yep. Uh, like what was going on so it was nice to uh see that he got it fixed so next year he'll actually be 100 percent. yeah it's funny you guys and i count you in this group too like i don't think media fans know that kind of stuff that goes on guys with riding with knee injuries for a long time he's riding with a wrist that was going numb on him for a little you know what i mean all that kind of stuff that Mm -hmm. you just don't want to get fixed or take the time or you just struggle through because you're a privateer and you don't have a contract to fall back on and you need to make money that that happens all the time for guys like you yeah, exactly. I mean, a lot of people don't know, but I've had a torn ACL since 2015. And, you know, once you get comfy with riding with it, you know, it, it's not that bad. Like, my mm-hmm. knee is actually pretty good now. Right. Um, but a lot of guys, like myself, have to deal with stuff like that because, like you said, we don't have a contract. If we miss a year, we kind of get forgotten about. Mm-hmm. So we have to we have to push through it and deal with it and make the best of it. Uh, we got Mike on line three. He wants to talk about Team USA. Mike, what's going on, man? You want to talk about Team USA? Uh, yeah, I had a question. Uh, I heard you guys say earlier that Justin Barsha had a practice crash. Yep. And uh, I know they, I know they normally announce the team at Unadilla every year. Um, so yeah, yeah. Still, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's the plan. Yeah, I don't know if that's the plan. I'm not sure. I haven't heard. Um, you know, it's a chance Barsha could go out there. I don't know. He, uh, they may have to wait, depending on, you know, Unadilla has fallen on the calendar a little bit later in the past, I believe. So maybe it doesn't need to be announced at Unadilla so much as it needs to just be announced by a certain date, you know. But uh, I fully expect Barsha to be okay and be on the team. Um, uh, Mike, do you want a pair of FMF goggles? Yeah, sure. All right, we're going to put you on hold. Thanks for calling, buddy. All right, I got one more question. Okay, go ahead. Is, uh, so you guys, you have your picks already for the team. Uh, star, star Racing, they're, they're in, right? No, they're out. I don't think the Star guys are going. Oh, they're out. Yeah. So Hampshire, so, Hampshire, Barsha, Sexton, how does that sound? Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Cade, what do you think? <laughs> I think that I mean that's the be- I think that's the best team that we could send without the star guys. Yep, and without Cowie. Um, without Cowie going. Yeah, and without Cowie, you know, yeah. I wish I wish we could send. I personally wish we could send Adam. 
but you know that's right. obviously out out the window. Yep. Uh, thanks, Mike. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Stay on hold. Uh, the, uh, Mike wins a pair of FMF uh, goggles, same goggles used by uh, Justin Bogle, Joey Savacci. Speaking of Zach Osborne, he had the FMF goggles as well, and uh, Osby, Lopes, and, and many more. So, uh, Kay Clayson, so, wait, okay, oh, go ahead. Back on that subject, yep. um, what about if, like, this is the race where Anderson won and got landed on, right? Not the same track, no. Oh, it's not the same track? Okay, no. I couldn't remember what track that was at. No, no, it's a different track. This is a sandier track, uh, not as hard pack as Majoria, and uh, yeah, still got some hills on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, so, never mind. So different, different track. Um, yeah, Anderson should be back, right? Have you heard anything? So I just heard, I, actually, yeah, I just heard he's not racing because he has to have surgery on his ankle. Oh, okay. New Breaking news then, yeah. I, uh, yeah, no, I read that on his Twitter. I guess you wouldn't have seen that because you're blocked. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, I'll look it up. Okay, oh, so so Anderson is, is uh, yeah, he was hoping to come out. So that that means he's done with Husqvarna then because he's going to Cowie next year. So he'll he'll be done with those guys. I, I guess so. Um, So, hey, your plan is to do the next three? You're skipping that Paula the plan. And, and Hangtown? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not going to drive home. Um, just to do those, I'm gonna fly home and see Sarah. I might race the brawl, which I think is pretty cool. Oh, okay. When's that? Um, it's the weekend after uh, Indiana. Oh, okay. So yeah, I'm gonna race these next three. Um, just enjoy it a little bit. Go over to my dad's house before Indiana, and then fly back to Arizona um, for a bit before we start Supercross training in the uh, in the fall. What'd you make of the 2022 Supercross season schedule that came out? pretty normal i feel like um it sucks because i really liked the whole residency thing yeah and i wish we you know whether we had 20 races or the same amount of races and we went to fewer cities i kind of wish we would have done that a couple times it saves i think it saves the team's money it definitely saves the privateers money and you know it's just it's i think it's more expensive for everyone to go to more places but uh, I think they get more attendance when they go one race in each city because yeah. most people can't afford or can't schedule two races into a week, so it's hard. But I, I get it. I thought that, I thought we'd see one or two. I did. Yeah, I mean, I like I would love to have two in Dallas or two where honestly wherever, even two in Atlanta. But right, um, I'm kind of bummed we're not racing in. The Mercedes Benz Stadium. Oh, really? I, I thought really the was. I thought the Speedway was good. I'm glad. Dude, I hate it. I think this year the Speedway will be better. I don't think they'll make it quite as long. Right, right. Um, I think they'll maybe only have one long like section, uh, because I think that was the complaint was it was a little too long. Yep. But I just I really wanted to race in that new stadium. I think that. Well, would you be never. Oh, I guess you never have. I, we've been there a few times. No, so. I did. I oh. did last year. Oh, well then. Okay. Um, so, what do you? I think it's really cool. That stadium's sweet. How'd you? How was? How'd you, how'd, how'd you like that walk to the track and the security and everything? Though, Kate. I didn't walk, man. I had my motorcycle. Okay. All right. Fair, fair enough. Yeah. Um, I'm glad. But I also wanted to race in Vegas. So I, there's a few that were missing that I, I rather enjoy. Right. But. I, I really thought we'd be back to a couple of Tuesday nights or Wednesday night races, and they'll try those out for NBC, and we'll see how they'd go. And we and they'd also be able to add, you know, futures in the middle there, save some money on that, and uh, and, and you know, and see if, see if there's an appetite for the TV audience because that's where we're at, right? Um, is the futures but, is that going to happen this year? Yeah, I think on some level it is. I'm not sure. No, I don't think it'll be the same as before, but on some level, I, th- I heard it was coming back. Yeah. Okay, that's so, cool. I mean, I think that's cool. I think it's good. It gets you know. 
Feld makes a little bit more money, and it gets more amateur families to those races, which I think is cool. Yeah, absolutely. I just I don't want I don't like the ones I heard where the tracks were just a, a disaster with the ambulances going out all day. So as long as they can figure that out, I'm fine with futures. Yeah, fair enough. Um, all right, so uh, unit this weekend, Kate Clayson. Give me give me your moto scores this weekend, Kate. How are you going to do? Moto scores. Yeah, give me oh, your man, for uh, Max Fantasy uh, purposes. Uh, let's let's do this. Uh, as I'd love to go like fifteen fifteen. Okay. Um, but being first race in a little while it'll probably i would say somewhere between uh, i'd say like a 1619 or a 1916 okay all right fair enough uh and uh will you be picking yourself for pulp mix fantasy i will i will be picking myself i haven't picked my team yet because your guys' podcast is not out yet, which frustrates the me. The picks are up, though. In 11. The handicaps are yeah, up. Yeah, okay. but I like I just like hearing other opinions. Okay. And you guys won't reply to my text on the how to save $5 group chat. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just I have to wait for the show like everyone else. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, but, yes, I will be picking myself either way. Pick And give us your winners for Unadilla for both classes. Ooh, uh, Kenny... And J Mark. Yeah, I guess I agree with that. JT, JT went for Randis and Cooper, and that's also good. Either one, so I, I can go either way. Yeah, absolutely. I just yeah, I, I think Ferrandez might start to back it down a little bit and play a little cautious, especially mm-hmm. after the long break. Mm-hmm. But whatever floats his boat, man. Yeah, fair enough. Well, Kate, thanks for uh, thanks for calling in, man. Appreciate it. Good luck this week at Unadilla. I won't be there, but I will be uh, tracking your finishes. So. You're not coming to a race. How do you plan to cover the races if you're not going to them? Uh, cover them the best I can. I just can't get to every single one. I apologize. Did you, so you're going to Finland? No, it was canceled. I was supposed to go to Finland oh. this weekend. Yeah, no, canceled. Oh. Okay. I, I was supposed well. to go to Sweden. It got canceled. Then I was going to go to Finland. It got canceled. I think the MXGP guys are trying to tell me something. Maybe you're the problem. Yes, exactly right. Uh, so I do want to get out a GP at some point, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen this year. So. Me too. Maybe you want to just sign me up for one under the Pulpamex team name, and we'll go together. This sounds good. Yeah, I think there's a wild card. We can get you in as a wild card. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming on, Kate. I'll talk to you soon, man. Thank you. Yeah, later. Uh, that's Kate Clayson, everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show, presented by Get Pro Taper, FMF Vision, all on board with us. Jason Thomas, of course. Uh, tits, light, light day for phone calls today. And I still failed you. I'm sorry, but two uh, weeks, two weeks off. I guess people didn't realize. It, you know. it, it is people are out of the habit. Next time, kids. Thanks for the great service on, on the uh, taser, by the way. Always. Uh, thank you, people, for listening. Thanks to our guests. Enjoy Unadilla this weekend, and uh, we'll see you all next week.